Welcome back to Spill the Soup, the podcast that gives you insight into the life of today's teenage and college world. I'm your host, Marley Camuto, and this week we're going to be talking about the what feels like never-ending global pandemic, but more specifically, what COVID on campus looks like. Today, I am joined by two wonderful guests, one of which who has been on this podcast last season and is a great friend of mine from home, Jessica Paul, and the other is one of my new yet already closest friends who I've met here at school through our sorority so far, Lily Solomon. I want to welcome you both to the show. Thank you so much for coming. Um, Okay, we can start off by having you guys introduce yourselves to familiarize with everybody else listening and for some general background information. The three of us are all freshmen here at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, but you guys can go ahead and say your name, where you're from, what your major or your intended major is, and where you're living on campus this year. Who would like to start? Uh, My name is Jessica. I'm from Minneapolis, Minnesota, and I currently live in Celery Residence Hall here. And I, same as Marley, and I am majoring in psychology. Amazing. Uh, Hi, I'm Lily Solomon. I'm from Bluebell, Pennsylvania. Uh, My major, I'm debating between two, but right now I'm in communication sciences and disorders. And what else? What was the last thing I had to say? Oh, I live in State Cider. What is State Cider? Oh, goodness. State Cider is off-campus housing. Um, It's very unique, very interesting. Um, it's, it's, it's an apartment. A fun experience. So it's not yes. like a dorm, like what Jessica and I live in. And the thing about State Center is like, it's just a known thing that all freshmen live there, right? Is there anybody that lives there that's not a freshman right now? No, it's completely freshmen, which was what I liked about it because my family was scared of COVID and they thought if dorms get shut down, they wanted me to live in an apartment and they knew this was a freshman apartment. So that was why I chose to live here. We're going to get totally into that. Don't worry. Oh, okay. yeah. Amazing. Oh, yeah. Well, with that being out of the way, we can get started with our first topic. So as much as I love both Jess and Lily, um, and knew you guys would be great guests on the show for like any particular episode this season, I asked you both to come on today because you both have fairly recently contracted COVID at school in the last few months or so. So like, even though the three of us are all up to date on our vaccinations, we wear our masks in class or in public, and we're following proper guidelines like made by the school, the odds were not necessarily in your guys' favor once the Omicron variant hit Wisconsin. For Jess, I know that was like the week before winter break in mid to late December during first semester final exams. Mm-hmm. And for Lily, this happened to be just a few weeks ago. I actually had COVID myself along like with my family over winter break. We all ended up testing positive around the same time during the first week of January. Great way to start 2022. But fortunately, we were able to quarantine safely and be together. So it, it all worked out. But I wanted to open up the conversation to you guys to hear what your experiences were like from the moment you began feeling symptoms to taking a test and beginning your quarantine, all that stuff. But like Jess, I know being from Minnesota, and by this I mean not being too far from home once you're at school, this may have played an influence to your experience along with the fact that we both live in a dorm, a residence hall. So the university Mm -hmm. has a really big role in determining our quarantine experiences once they find out about a positive test. But Lily, being from outside of Philly in Pennsylvania, going home once you test positive isn't really an option. So choosing to live in off-campus housing, like you just mentioned, was a huge influence on that. But what was your quarantine experience like? If you want to talk about, again, how COVID played an influence into you choosing to live in off-campus housing, totally touch on that. So we can start with you and then just 
you can totally take over after. So although I live in off-campus housing, I do have a roommate and two suite mates. So if I get COVID, I have a chance of giving it to all three of them. And something that I was not really willing to do is to go onto like campus quarantining where you like, I don't really know how it works, but I don't really want to be like with another person in a room while we both are suffering with COVID. Mm -hmm. So I got COVID. It was like the second week of second semester. And I I can remember the exact time when I felt it coming on. It was two o'clock in the afternoon. It was like all of us, I was completely fine. I was doing homework. And then all of a sudden I started like getting the shivers and I needed to like lay down and take a nap. And I remember that was very weird because I haven't taken a nap during the day in a few months. So it wasn't very much like me. And I woke up from my nap completely shivering, but also sweating head to toe. And I just, I just called my parents and I said, I don't know what to do. I feel disgusting. I've never felt this way before. I took my temperature. I'm like 102 degrees. And yeah, it was so rough. And then uh, they were like, call Pivotal Health, which is... Wait, we got to give them some free promo right now. Yes. Love Pivotal Health. Health. Jess, you use them? (laughs) Okay, basically... Yeah, that's what I... When I got... uh, Oh my God, gorgeous. It's probably like the best thing since sliced bread like greatest invention greatest thing ever it's it's like on call medical they they come to you they bring the doctor to you people show up at your door you make a little appointment online or you call their number and then 30 minutes later so doctors show up with like tests they can do your blood work they can like they tested me for flu for covid like they can do literally anything all in your room wherever you live on campus it's it's beautiful sorry keep going it's so good. Yes. Nice. No, it's it was amazing, but because I was so disgusting, it was one of those times where I just did not want to talk to anyone. You know when you're just, I, even the doctor. I was like, no one come near me. I just need to be by myself. <laughs> and so my family is like, well, at least take a COVID test. And I was like, okay, because I had one in my room. So I took it. I waited. It's negative. So I'm like, oh. okay, I don't have COVID. It's just a really big sickness. I don't know what's happening. And so they're like, okay, since it's negative, you can sleep in your room. Just call Pitbull Health in the morning. And I, like, my my test, like, I was just kind of worried about it. So I took a second test that night. And the second one was also negative. So I had two negative tests that day. I did day. not know that. Then, yes. And so then that I took the second test probably around 9 o'clock at night. The next morning at, like, 10 o'clock, Pivotal Health came. Oh. And so this is only, like... How many hours later? Like less than a day. I don't know. It's, an, it's the next one. We're morning. not math majors. And no, we are not. <laughs> <laughs> and and so they tested me. I came up positive. They also tested me for strep and flu, and I was negative for both. But my tonsils were so enlarged Ooh. that they were concerned it wasn't COVID because it was so bad. And so they thought I had mono as well, but I couldn't get tested for that because it was too early. So yeah, so I immediately called my parents and we tried booking a hotel because you only have to quarantine for five days with uh, Omicron. And so I, this has already been the second day technically. Mm. And so I, so I stayed there from uh, like Monday afternoon to Friday morning. All by yourself. Um, all by myself. I couldn't leave my room. I left my room a total of two times. You're in the hotel for four days. What was it like being alone? Were you 
DoorDash's number one fan? Were you actually really ill and couldn't do anything? Talk about the quarantine and then we'll move on to Jess. Yeah. So I actually, like, I just was not hungry when I was in quarantine because of the sickness. I don't know what was happening and I'm always hungry. So that's a concerning thing when I wasn't. And so I I still had to eat. So I did a lot of room service and that was like, I had that probably like twice a day. And then like one time Marley, she brought me some food. Um, Yes. And then I had food delivered like two or three times, but I like like, it was so exhausting. That's a good one. I did actually. I thought it, it was, it was a little scary being alone just because I had previously fainted. And like, if I was by myself, that can be a concerning thing. Um, so like whenever I had to shower, whenever I had to like leave the room or do really anything my mom had to FaceTime me just to like have her comfort knowing that like she's on the phone she knows that something's happening she can call someone and I had to leave my door unlocked because my mom was scared like even though it's kind of scary having your room unlocked Mm -hmm. like that was what my mom thought was going to be best for me which I agree um okay and yeah um and what else happened? I don't know. The first three nights, I it was awful. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't, like, I could barely even watch a show without, like, getting chills or something. Or my fever would spike every few hours. Um, but then the fourth day, I woke up completely fine. And... I just felt good as new. I could do whatever. And the fifth day, I got to go home. And I was, I, I was a little out of breath, but I figured out that was because I hadn't moved in four days. So that went away quickly once I started moving around. But it was a very interesting experience. Okay. Not my favorite. It was pretty awful. All right. But Thank you for sharing. Yes. All right, Jess, what happened Thank to you? you? Tell us. <laughs> All right. Well... So I got COVID about, it was the week, the Friday, right before finals week. So it was like December 17th, maybe. And I had been, I was pretty sick for like two, three days before that. I think it was around like Wednesday that I remember waking up like crying. My throat was in so much pain. I like called my mom crying. I was like, (laughs) I don't know what to do. And she was like, maybe you should take a COVID test. And like, going to be honest, I was a little ignorant. I was like, no, it's not COVID. Like I have a head cold. I know what it feels like. Cause I do usually get head colds like every year. So I was like, okay, like this is a head cold. My throat hurts. Like normally it does with that, like whatever. So I go about my normal life for a few days. I saw Marley. I saw a few people, you know, great. (laughs) And then Friday afternoon, I had some friends who were like, honestly like we don't want to hang out with you until you get a COVID test and I was like pretty offended by that because for some reason like even though so many people like have gotten COVID it feels like offensive when someone like accuses you of having it yes it's like I don't know like like, it was like a personal attack (laughs) yes it's like oh my god you have COVID and so I um Marley's roommate very nicely gave me her rapid COVID test so I went to my room my roommate's like in my room with me I'm doing the nose thing and it makes you feel like a little scientist doing that like doing your own at-home test I've never done one before it was really cool pretty bad and the first one it came back positive within like five minutes 
So I look at my roommate. I was like, no way, this is real. So then I took a second test right away because I was like, I want to make sure it's right. So then I take another one. I'm on FaceTime with my mom. That one comes back positive too. And I was like, okay, like I actually have COVID. So my roommate just left. I'm on the phone with my mom and I right away had to like figure out where to go because I didn't want to stay in the room that night, obviously, because like I felt terrible. I didn't want to give her COVID if she didn't already have it. And so I called UW Health. And the one thing I learned is that like if you don't test through UW Health, it's really hard for them to give you somewhere to go because like they kept telling me that there was like there's like like blank space between you saying you have COVID and then like knowing that it's real because you didn't test through them. So like, it was so hard to be like, I have COVID, like I need somewhere to stay. So obviously like if they weren't going to give me somewhere to stay, my mom was just going to get me a hotel for the night. But ideally, like I didn't want to do that. Um, and so I was planning to stay at school for another week at that point. Cause I had finals. I had a ton of stuff going on. Um, and I wasn't planning to miss it, but obviously I needed to go home. So my mom amazing woman she is she decided in the morning she was going to drive from Minneapolis and come pick me up from school and take me home to quarantine in my basement um but so for that night UW housing gave me a quarantine room in the residence hall across the street from mine which was like so nice because I packed up all my stuff I brought about seven bags of clothes full home (laughs) I took like a big moving cart Here's me, like, with COVID. I DoorDash food to, like, the COVID room. And I'm, like, running down the street with, like, my moving cart, like, going to my COVID room for the night. And it was, like, so funny. The room was, like, it felt like a hospital room. It was actually so scary, like, being in there. It was, like, and the worst part, some girl with COVID slept in there the night before. And they didn't clean it before me getting there. Gross. So, like, there was two beds in this room. And the bed she slept in was still, like, unmade, dirty, infected from, like, her being there. And then I had to sleep in, like, the bed next to it. <laughs> like, Lily, you're so lucky you did not go to UW, like, quarantining. That's what um, I was scared of. Yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. And, like, I don't know. The whole thing I just tried to, like, not do as much as possible. That night also, though, I did have Pivotal Health come. So <gasps> kind of what Lily was talking about. Like, I called Pivotal Health because – like I said, I only took two at-home rapid tests that both were positive, but I didn't really trust it. So I had Pivotal Health come to kind of like, they gave me a third rapid and that one was positive too. So then I was like, okay, like I definitely have COVID. Um, but yeah, so I slept a night in UW quarantine housing. My mom was in Madison bright and early the next morning at like 10. And she rented like a minivan because it was just like bigger than um the car we had at home so I sat in like the way back row she sat in the front driver's seat we both wore N95 masks um when we stopped to get food we like ate with the windows open like it was so funny and I bet people thought we looked hilarious like driving four hours with masks on our face um and then I made it home and I spent 10 days in my basement actually no at that point it was maybe like eight days in my basement because they count it from like when your symptoms start. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm really thankful though that I was able to go home because it was really nice to like have home cooked food and I got to see my dogs. I know people say like you're not supposed to be around pets with COVID, but I convinced my family to let them like sneak down for a few minutes every day. It's puppy therapy. Um, but yeah, 
I think I only went outside like twice that whole week, which it was a long week. I thought I was going to go crazy, but honestly, it goes really quickly. Like when you're in quarantine, I don't know mm-hmm. if you felt like that, Lily, but being in quarantine, Marley, I guess too, like being in quarantine, it goes by really quick. Like I watched a lot it of movies does. and everything. So yeah, that was my experience. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing both of you. Um, well, to shift gears a little bit into thinking more big picture about the topic of COVID on our college campus, I wanted us to sort of consider and discuss how we felt UW-Madison as a whole in terms of administration, professors, faculty, support resources, healthcare, all that stuff in comparison to other university campuses across the country have been handling and managing this pandemic. So I've really heard people say it all, like it's being poorly handled, professionally handled, complicatedly handled, all that stuff. But coming from two people that actually have had COVID on this campus, I guess this question is pretty applicable to both of you. But I was curious to know whether or not you felt your professors were supportive during each of your quarantines and isolation periods and what missing classes or in Jess's case, exams looked like and how you felt that could have potentially been differently handled. Yeah. So my, for me, it was really just finals that were impacted, um, which is a pretty big thing. I luckily had already taken one final like before I tested positive, but I still had three more to take that following week. Um, one of them, the professor automatic, like without obviously me messaging them, said the final was going to be offered online, which was really nice. So I didn't have to worry about that. And then the other two, I had to like email and be like, I have COVID, I'm going home. Like, what do I do? And my philosophy professor also said it was going to be online, which was so nice because like online open notes makes, <laughs> in a sense, like COVID getting really bad during finals week was kind of a blessing because like it made finals a little bit easier. The only one that was really hard and that I was a little upset with my professors was my math exam because they were like, you can't take it online. You have to take an incomplete in the class. And I was scheduled to retake my exam on January 25th when we came back. So that one sucked because I was like, it's not my fault I got COVID during finals week. And it was just really unfortunate that like I had that hanging over my head all of break, but I took it now and I got the credit. So it's okay. But that was kind of my experience overall. Yeah, mine was a lot easier, luckily, just because it was only the second week of school. So as much as like there is schoolwork, it's not as deep into the semester where like you have to worry about missing five days of classes. Um, But only one of all of my classes, except for one, were very accepting and said that there was no problem at all. They were able to send me like the slide notes and um, lecture recordings if they had. Um, But one of my classes um, doesn't let us take notes. Marley and I are actually in the same class. They don't send you slide notes and if you miss a class they have to expect you to have a friend in the Mm -hmm. class and my discussion teacher doesn't know that I know Marley and so I said can I have like the lecture slides just so I can write down some notes from it and he said you have to make a friend in the class and have them send it to you so I had to go out to this random person and ask them for notes. And luckily, they were very nice about it and sent it in to me. Discussion. But I couldn't read their hand. We're in the class. Yes. In my we have different like, discussion sections. That's like a smaller portion of the Like, they sent me the notes, and I couldn't read them. So I ended up having to still ask Marley to send it to me. <laughs> uh, but, like, that was the only class that was really frustrating because they, even with COVID and, like, the 
for like the week and a half into school, like they expect me to have like friends in the class. Um, it just it wasn't realistic, so I was a little annoyed by that. But all my other classes were very nice about it. I was able to miss all the discussions and do everything. Um, sorry. Sorry, I have roommates, guys. <laughs> All good. I'm dead. Um, I do want to say one more thing on top of like how universities handling COVID is. I do think that they need. They should have made some type of like graphic or something that's literally step by step. If you get COVID, this is what to do. Because like I know when I tested positive, I was so lost. I was like scrambling to find numbers I was trying to text like friends who had already had COVID being like what did you do Mm -hmm. and there was just no clear instructions and then everyone you call is like oh you should call this person or can you hold and I'm just like I have COVID like I need to know what to do so I think that's just like one also error that they kind of made but yeah yeah no I agree but also like UHS um they recommend pivotal health and so, like, I guess when Pivotal Health took my positive test, they sent it into, like, a Wisconsin thing. And someone called me from the state of Wisconsin and gave me step-by-step instruction of, of what to do. Me too, yeah. Which was, that was really nice, but that wasn't through the school. So I agree with you. That was the little, like, I, I'm not really an on-campus student, so it's a little different for me. But it was nice having those instructions from someone. And they called me within the hour I got positive, which was really oh, wow. impressive by them. Yeah, they were very on top of it. Okay. I think mine was like the day after. And I was like, he was giving me all these quarantine instructions. And I was like, yep, I'm already in my basement, like four hours away from campus. Like, <laughs> not even in He Wisconsin. was like, don't go into any university buildings. And I was like, nope, like I'm not coming back for a while. So. <laughs> Well, I know that all of us have like dozens of friends our age at a wide variety of other colleges across the country. So I was wondering how you guys have heard COVID being handled everywhere else too. If you know if it's like similar to here or different, just some things that you've heard going on in other parts of the country. I know at smaller universities or more private ones like Tulane, Miami, stuff like that, um, when COVID and Omicron was getting really bad, sort of like right before first semester ended, a lot of their final exams or just classes and everything was moved to virtual or online or hybrid or whatever you want to call it. And all of their exams were online, like regardless. So a lot of kids went home early and stuff like that. But another big thing was online rush. We didn't really touch on that, but that like mm-hmm. COVID definitely had an influence on Greek life and stuff like that. For us, we only had round round one of rush online, but for schools that do spring rush, when Omicron was getting bad, they had to do, I think, the majority of rush online. So that definitely looks like a different experience. But I was just wondering if you've heard of quarantine being different or how the university has handled everything in regards to COVID. Um, My friends have actually gotten pretty lucky with COVID. None of them have gotten it during their time at school. Uh, one of my friends got it at home, but like not at school. I do know uh, one of my friends at University of Florida, their school, I don't know if it's just her, but I believe it's their school is mostly online right now. Oh, wow. Um, So she only has one day of classes in person and the rest of the week are online. 
And I believe that's similar to all of UF. So that's what they're doing, which I was kind of surprised at. I don't know if I can say. No, yeah, Florida of all places. The state of of Florida, I'm surprised that they're doing the online because I know she always jokes about how they're never wearing masks. Like in their classes, like in Wisconsin, we have to wear masks for every single class and discussion. It's very strict and I feel very safe with Mm it. Um, But in UF, and I'm sure Miami as well, they don't wear masks to class unless their teacher asks them to. And they don't have to do it in any of the buildings or anything. It's very different. So I think that's very interesting to see those two aspects. Mm -hmm. That goes into what I was going to bring up next. But Jess, I want to hear if you know about other schools too. Yeah. I mean, I don't really know like a lot of the specifics. I feel like just since like COVID's been going on for so long, especially like our friends, like since we started college this year a lot laid back everywhere compared to used to but I think a lot of other schools are much better about like testing everyone Mm -hmm. than like here it's only if you're not vaccinated which I think maybe this fall when COVID was pretty bad like it could have helped eliminate it quicker but besides that I don't know I kind of feel like a lot of schools are kind of which is nice for us in a sense like kind of moving on as normal but yeah it's just I forgot about that. Yeah, Wisconsin never mandated vaccines, but I think it's like 90 or 95% of all students and faculty are vaccinated. So they didn't really feel like it was necessary to, but private universities or even I remember like the University of Michigan, if you were going to live in the residence dorms, you had to like show proof of vaccination, which I think is good. I know it's controversial, but at this point in time, it's kind of like, come on. But Lily, you touched on this Mm -hmm. and I was going to bring it up as one final thing. Um, that just this last week, UW-Madison announced that it'll be lifting our mask mandate policy March 12th, meaning that by the time that everybody returns back to campus the following week after being away for our spring break and likely either nationally or internationally traveling, there will no longer be a requirement for mask wearing in like 300 person plus lectures, walking into residence buildings, restaurants on campus, all that. So I wanted to know what you guys thought of this, if it seems pointless or beneficial to still be wearing masks at that point in lecture halls and public settings at this point in the pandemic on campus. I know like right now, again, when there's 300 plus people in a lecture, I think it's weird. Like it would be weird to not be wearing a mask because you always hear people sniffling and coughing. And of course the world is just like bred now to be paranoid. Um, But in one of my classes now, like a girl got kicked out because she was taking a drink of water and that meant like pulling down her mask. Like my professor will literally yell at people if he like sees their nose and stuff like that. You're not allowed to drink or eat, even if it's just to get a drink of water. Like you have to step out of the room if you're going to (laughs) take off your mask. So it's going to be weird that it's not going to be required. But I wanted to hear what your thoughts were on that. I think it'll be, it's going to be really interesting walking into class that first day where you can or you can't. I mean, honestly, I don't really know if I'm gonna wear a mask then or not I kind of feel like being right after spring break maybe I mm-hmm. will only because like you said Marla like so many people have just been traveling so maybe for that first week I'll kind of feel it out and see but it was interesting like even yesterday in my discussion I was in my TA she was like I want to make sure everyone feels comfortable with like the new news about having masks removed and she even made a comment that she might have like people wearing masks sit on one side of the classroom oh. and people not in masks sit on another. Interesting. I like which that I thought idea. it was kind of like weird, but I guess like if that makes people more comfortable, mm-hmm. maybe. But 
I think it would definitely be for more of the people who obviously are still wearing a mask because if you're not wearing a mask, like you're not going to be scared of the people with masks on. But so I don't know. That was just interesting. I think it's going to be really interesting to see who's going to be wearing one and who's not. Totally. But I'm kind of excited because sometimes wearing a mask, like after hiking up Bascom, oh. when you have to like go in, no. like I have a class in Bascom that like the actual Wait, building and after hiking up the is. hill. Like for anybody that does not go here, some idiot decided to build this school on a freaking hill. <laughs> Okay, like, side note, I literally had an asthma attack climbing up this hill. The class that Lily and I have together oh, is up that hill, and it's an 8.50 lecture <laughs> so twice a week. 8.50 in the morning. So imagine, like, us waking up. What time do we like? I wake up at, like, 7.45 for that class. I get up. take. I forgot to take my inhaler. Get up the hill. I'm sitting there next to Lily. I'm like, <gasps> I can't be here. Like, I can't. And then I, I had to leave, and she had to send me the notes. Sorry. But yeah, climbing it's up. It's terrible. You walk up it. Like some days I usually dress like lighter on my like, days that I've lecture in Bascom because I don't want to be like sweating by the time I get to the Really? Hill. Every time we're yeah, in so the class, like, we have to change our masks because they're wet from sweat. Yes. Yes. Like so, so now without the mask mandate, you just don't even have to shove a mask on your face after doing that, which that will be nice. I never thought of that. Yes, also, yeah. Also, Wisconsin is so fly. And like, of course, they built it on the one place as <laughs> a hill. Like, Literally. of course. But it's fine. It's fine. Um, uh, like, as much as Bascom Hill sucks having a mask on, when it's cold yes. out, like, my mask is, like, my – you know when you're skiing and you wear gaiters? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, my mask is my gator when I'm walking. So it is – it keeps my mouth warm, my nose warm. But, yeah, like Marley was saying, we I get, like – I have to change my mask because it's, like, full with, like – I don't know what's there, but it's not good. <laughs> um, but I also haven't not worn a mask in two a years. very long yeah. time. Like even yes, even when there was like they were stopping the mask mandate and all these things, like at home, I w- my family was still pretty much wearing our masks mm-hmm. most places, mm-hmm. and so I just really haven't experienced wearing no mask. So this will be a really big adjustment for me. I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm still going to be bringing masks places just in case, like, a restaurant or something feels more comfortable with us wearing masks. I think it's, like, a personal preference, basically, for every place. Also, yeah, and something I just thought of, like, I know, like, a lot of people won't admit this, but I think in terms of what I'm going to do, it's really, like, depending on what my friends do. And that's kind of just a thing, like, subsiding, I don't know if that's the right use of that word, to, like, whatever conforming to whatever everybody else is doing like peer pressure wise like if my friends are wearing a mask I will too it has it just because all of our values and morals like closely align so once we get a feel for what everyone else is doing we will yeah yeah and that's like the same even in class like with my TA who's like if you're not gonna wear a mask you'll sit on this side like if I'm gonna be the only person on that side like I'm gonna wear a mask which doesn't bother me but it's just like I think it's really gonna be who around you is doing it and kind of like you said, fitting in, in a sense. Having had COVID, all of us really, do you guys feel like that's necessarily changed your risk tolerance or like what you're willing to do? I remember when I tested positive over break, I was very thankful. And I know that's like weird to say, but again, I was at home. I was with my family. I didn't have to worry about being sick at school because I was sick a lot for a semester. And I was excited to come back because you kind of feel like you're like invincible at that point. Like, oh, nope, just had it. Even though, yes, you can get it again. And yes, there's different variants. I remember feeling like, oh, well, I'm triple vaxxed. Now I have even more antibodies. Like nothing can stop me. I'm not going to get it. I'm not worried. So I wanted to hear if you guys have had similar experiences having those fresh antibodies yes well 
before I had COVID, I was known as like the person who was horrified of it. Like anyone who had COVID, I was freaking out. I did not want to get near them. And especially because in first semester, you go home relatively often. Like every time COVID was spiking up was when we were going home. And I wanted to see my family and especially my grandparents. So I was really scared of it. I kept my windows open when it was winter time, Mm -hmm. when I thought my sweet mates possibly had it, which they ended up having it, but they didn't test. So I would have like gotten it and bring it home. So I was horrified. And then once I got it, once just like Marley, it was a big sigh of relief because there was no chance I was seeing my family anytime soon since I just got back to campus. And it was just nice. And then I realized after I was done COVID, I like wasn't being as cautious around others. Like I just seemed to be a lot more calm and relaxed, which was so nice because I've always been constantly stressed with other people. I didn't want to share food. I'd like if something would if like we were sharing a drink or food, like I would always like wipe off whatever like straw just mm-hmm. so like I felt more comfortable. Um, but now I just I I probably am going to get a regular sickness because of how calm I am. <laughs> That's not COVID, but it's been it's been a lot better and I feel a lot safer even though you still have the possibility of getting another strain. It's a big sigh of relief. Totally. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it definitely obviously getting COVID's not fun and it isn't a terrible situation to be in, but I think I'm really thankful that obviously I didn't get very sick with it. And after I was able to feel fine and recover back to normal. And now like coming back to school, I did feel a lot better about hanging out with people and going out. And, you know, you don't have to be worried like, oh, does someone in this room have COVID and am I going to get it? Because I mean, like, if you like the truth is like someone you're around, probably, especially those first couple of weeks we came back to school, like did have COVID Mm -hmm. because everyone seemed to be getting it. But I wouldn't say I'm like thankful I got COVID because I feel like I could have lived without spending those (laughs) eight days in my basement and like the guilt of like spreading it to other people and everything. But I think it is nice to like have gotten it over with. And now for the semester, like I feel pretty safe, even though I know like I did have COVID already a few months ago. So starting to wear off those antibodies. But for now, at least it does feel like Awesome. Well, I think that's a great way to just tie everything together from this episode. And I believe that's all the time we have for today. So Jess and Lily, I seriously cannot thank you guys enough for joining me this week again and for being such incredible and wise podcast guests. And to everybody else hearing this, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Spill the Soup. Before we go, please make sure to show some love for the podcast by subscribing and rating five stars to whatever platform you're listening on and wherever else you get your podcasts we will see you two weeks from now for our next episode so stay tuned until then spill the soup is part of the jew folk podcast network please subscribe rate and review the show wherever you get your podcasts for more information go to tcjewfolk.com slash podcast or email the show and others at podcast at tcjewfolk.com thanks for listening